Hey everyone, my name's Frank, and this is my first attempt at recording something or trying to make a podcast. I've wanted to make a podcast for a really long time. Being able to speak into a mic and just broadcast and, you know, speak off the cuff has always been something I've kind of like fantasized about or just like wanted to be able to do I think because as someone who like overthinks everything and is really afraid of public speaking and really afraid of being you know perceived by others that like this would be the thing that really freaks me out so like part of my desire I think for doing something like this is because it sounds like uh, something I a few years ago don't think I would have been capable of but these days I have been feeling kind of like okay I've been feeling a little bit more connected to myself and feeling like I don't know I just feel like I like this is something I might you know want to take a swing at so here goes nothing um I guess too like you know if you're gonna start something like this you know at least for me you know start trying to start something like this I and trying to sort of think about what my intentions are and, you know, why I have this, like, sort of desire in the first place. And for the most part, I do think it's that. I do think it's that trying to heal that kind of, like, throat chakra, you know, shut voice, closed voice, um, unable to sort of share what I think and feel with others. I do think that's the main sort of reason, but... I'm always a little bit suspicious of myself and, you know, do imagine that there could be a level of, like, narcissistic or, you know, histrionic, which is like another personality disorder element to it all. And uh, not that those two things are mutually exclusive, um, but... And for the most part, I really don't sort of, like, ascribe to that very, like, mainstream way of speaking these days by the way like I don't like when people call other people narcissists I don't like when people sort of use the DSM-5 or like the diagnostic manual for psychologists um to sort of like put other people down like every therapist that I've met or every professor I've had in therapy school is really wary about the DSM-5 and is very hesitant to diagnose anyone and really just does it for insurance purposes. So I feel like it's really, really weird that it's become like mainstream lingo to just like call other people narcissists and call other people borderline as if that doesn't reflect on us when we do it, you know, as if that doesn't seem really transparent uh, on our end that we're just trying to you know, hide our own shit by pointing out someone else's. So I find that whole, like, new lingo really, really weird and um, really kind of uh, bizarre, honestly. But in terms of wanting to share, I mean, 
Glendale in Silver Lake. Um, and so if you hear traffic, that's what that is. I kind of like it. It always sounds like waves to me. Um, except those like little loud moments like that motorbike. But for the most part, it usually just sounds like waves. But um, I was uh, back. Yeah, I was saying uh, that finding like my voice and being able to just feel like I can be myself has definitely not been something, you know, that's always been in my wheelhouse or whatever. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's taken a lot of work and taken a lot of time to sort of connect to myself and figure out, you know, what I think and what I feel and actually like connect to who I am and uh, not just be in the survival mode of constructing like an identity that feels safe to exist in that won't receive judgment or won't be perceived oddly by others and sort of fits into like my weird projection of what my uh, close inner circle and what like the larger outer circle of society wants from me and usually that kind of behavior is obviously like um a response to some kind of you know i don't want any i mean another lingo term right trauma response but it's sort of just like basically if you don't really feel comfortable being yourself growing up if you're not given the space to feel comfortable being yourself you'll probably develop a schizoid-like false self. You know, you'll you'll fragment and you'll fracture off and develop this false self that takes a lot of energy to maintain but feels comfortable to live behind. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's just... I mean, that kind of falseness is... doesn't even feel like falseness when you're in it, honestly. A lot of the time, you just identify with it so much that you think it is you. At least that was the case for me. But, um, I don't know, in trying to share a podcast or try to make a podcast and share, I guess it's just a project in trying to share something that feels genuine and sincere and authentic. Um, I mean, it, I can imagine that it would feel really cringe to listen to this in a few years. I mean, I probably will think it's cringe now. Uh, as I'm, you know, right after I'm done recording or, you know, if I even put this out there, but, um, if it's, I feel like with this kind of thing and I feel the same with like writing or anything, it's like, if it's sincere and like you really mean it and it's coming from a place of authenticity or whatever, then cringe as it may be, at least it was real. And that kind of gives it a pass because at this point, like everything is cringe and people are so afraid to be anything but ironic because that feels like a safe thing to be because you're saying that like oh like I don't take anything seriously and by not taking things seriously you get like you know that's sort of like you're uh not having to take responsibility for anything serious which I don't think works either way um so uh there's all these like weird ways now to avoid taking any responsibility for how you feel right you know either just want to hide behind irony and by calling everything cringe and not doing anything seriously you know or uh we can point out other people's flaws um with a sense of righteousness and uh morality by calling people narcissists and you know 
putting them down in that way. Or we can um, I don't know, adopt some kind of ideology around, you know, cultural thinking and discourse, like, I don't know, political correctness or like wokeness or whatever, and, you know, um, spout out these like talking points because we think that there's like a level of like um, correctness to it that if so, if we say it, we don't have to take any risks. We can just sort of like pair it off the main talking points and feel like we're a good person and feel like we'll be accepted by others but we don't in when we do that we don't have to take the risk of putting out something that is uh completely of our own self of our own voice of our own um you know personality because that would be really scary to do because that would be really vulnerable because if you put out something genuine and real then you know of course we run the risk of um, being rejected or being put down for it or being laughed at or whatever the case is which at this point I don't even think I really care about like obviously like being perceived or <laughs> being like seen for this is not not anxiety provoking like it does make you feel weird but like I was saying before it's sort of like if you're in a place of being if you're in a place of like sincerity or if you're just being real or genuine about it and it's like true to the moment, then whatever, everything else kind of sort of falls to the side. Uh, because, um, even if it's less safe than like, if I were to, you know, have a podcast that was dedicated to, I don't know, calling people out for being politically incorrect narcissists, then, like, yeah, that might, quote-unquote, make me look like a good person or something. I don't know. I don't think it would make me look like a good person. I think it would make me look like an insane person um, and a person with a lot of issues. But that is the sort of, like, discourse these days, right? Or that does feel like, you know, the safer thing to do. It's all about, at least for me these days you know just deepening my connection to myself and trying to match that connection with others you know um right because you can only be as connected to others as you are to yourself at least in like a, a genuine way right if you're you like numbed out and you know detached from yourself then you'll probably develop some weird trauma responses or like weird relationships with others that are like you know, maybe less than healthy, we'll say. But um, at least for me, it's all just about developing a deeper connection with myself and sort of letting go of everything that doesn't really, like, fit in with that. And I don't mean that in, like, a solipsistic or, again, narcissistic way. Like, oh my god, I'm just, like, trying to connect to myself or whatever. But it's more just, like, knowing what is within me to say and sort of like tapping into some kind of depth within myself to say something real and have some kind of like integrity that I know that what I'm saying is coming from a real place instead of 
like I was saying before, doing the opposite, where I'm just trying to say something that I know will be um, positively responded to or accepted by, you know, whatever culture at large or something. Because in my experience, too, like, when I think back a few years ago, when I was, like, very concerned with like leftist uh what is it progressive ideas and I was still working through a lot of my own sort of narcissistic personality traits um I had a really hard time being creative because I wasn't like really connected to myself in any way at least wasn't connected enough to to say something with from within myself right like i'm reading this book now by i think it's alice walker the drama of the gifted child and she sort of talks about how when children's needs are unmet by their parents and this isn't to like condemn parents no parents are perfect parents you can't meet every need that your kid has but the idea is sort of like if kids' needs go unmet or kids don't feel safe to be themselves in their home environment, then they're going to respond to that um, by shutting down and uh, learning that those uh, that it's not really safe to ask for those things and it's only really safe to sort of like adopt a false persona. And then when we do adopt that false persona, we're going to find ourselves oscillating between either depression or grandiosity, which she says are basically like two sides of the same coin. Just obviously one is inflated and one is deflated. And basically that those are just responses to uh, an internal lack within the self where you're completely disconnected from yourself because as a child, you were never really given the space to be connected to yourself or express yourself in any kind of authentic way because it would have been met with judgment or you would have been reprimanded or what have you. Where there wasn't that kind of like emotional, uh, you know, attunement at home. So I just feel like all of these things are you know, really similar, uh, in terms of, um, you know, like the narcissism and the, the ideological stuff, because I just feel like a lot of these things just further alienate people from themselves. At least they alienated me from myself. Like it made me feel like I was doing a good job of, you know, being a person. I was, you know, saying the right things morally, you know, or politically and, I was trying to perform really well wherever I was so that, you know, I didn't have to feel as insecure as I was. And all of that just basically was an energy drain because I just had to put all this energy into trying to keep those things up when in reality they never really brought me back to myself and I could never be creative. And I feel like that goes for a lot of individuals today who are just sort of like, you know, a lot of people like just sort of like latch on to these like woke or politically correct talking points or the contrary, right? If you are like anti-woke and so now you're just developing like an anti-woke sort of, uh, you know, uh, ideological viewpoint. And like to me, like both sides don't really matter because it's not that they don't matter. Of course, they're just opinions and thoughts, but I feel like identifying with those thoughts is the problem because... Um, 
thoughts are just fleeting. Thoughts are just trans transitory. All of those things are subject to change and will change at some point. Um, but the only thing that we really have with any kind of stability is our connection to ourselves. And I feel like people really adopt these, you know, talking points as their own belief system. And they really put them out there in like a fierce way. But then they wonder why they can't be creative or why they have a hard time saying anything real or being um, expressive. And it's because like they look for cues from outside of themselves uh, for what to say because they think because they unconsciously know that if they find it, if they find something that looks safe to say and they parrot that back, then they get to feel safe. They don't have to really try or dig deep or like look inward to say something uh, genuine or authentic. And that's kind of just like a, a dead end, basically, at least for me, because it's a dead end uh, growth wise because you don't have to push yourself or critically think in any way. And it's also a dead end uh, in connection with others because you don't have to grow by having any kind of argument or friction with others you get to either just call someone a narcissist or call someone a bigot and just like throw them to the side and then you get to feel sort of like morally superior and better than them which to me just feels really weird and stupid because it's just so transparent it's like I used to go to Al-Anon meetings and you know they used to say like oh if you point a finger at someone you know two fingers are pointing back at you or um you know if you spot it you got it and like those are like you know little quips that like a child couldn't know and remember and so it just feels really weird that we as adults feel like you know we can get away with you know being morally superior and righteous as if it doesn't say anything about us or doesn't reflect on us in any way And so my only intention here is to try and be creative and to try and be genuine and to try and be authentic and um, sort of let go of any of the sort of uh, survival skills or safety measures that I've taken identity-wise to sort of protect myself from having to be myself. You know, when I was in survival mode and didn't feel comfortable being myself or was really disconnected from myself and couldn't, didn't need so, so disconnected from myself that I didn't even know what it would be to be myself. Uh, instead of being in there, this is just a practice of connecting to myself deeper and uh, then being able to connect to others in the same way because even if it's cringe like I was saying before even if it's cringe then you know you've got to give it to someone for trying and for putting something real out there and for trying to uh, say something honest because really that's like the best we could do at this point at least for me Because again, that brings the focus back to myself and any work that I could do, you know, back on myself rather than looking outward for, you know, a, uh, an ideology to adopt or a person to put down or a person to judge, you know, um, rather than looking outward for all the things that would make uh, me feel okay, I would rather look inward and... Uh, try to 
deepen my um, self-knowing and deepen my self-awareness and communicate that outward to others uh, in an attempt to heal some kind of like blockage to my voice basically or blockage to my like literal voice even not even like you know voice as like a point of view but my like actual voice that like closes up and tenses up the minute I have to talk in front of people and the minute I have to sort of like share anything real and I feel like I feel like that's why I feel more comfortable putting something like this out now is because I do have that like connection to myself that I was talking about before. At least I do feel more connected to myself than I ever have. You know, it just gets a little bit, um, you know, better with time and with practice. And in that space, like all of the things outside of you really start to lose importance. And, you know, trying to receive validation or approval or you know safety all that stuff like none of that comes from outside anymore obviously this is kind of cliche and we're not cliche but like you know this is like nothing new or nothing original necessarily but it doesn't really matter what uh outside perception is when you are totally comfortable and attuned to what you're saying and to who you are it's really at least in my experience it's just that simple at least for someone who's spent the better part of their life not feeling like that not feeling comfortable and because of these conversations that we're talking about before like the you know calling other people narcissists or being or you know calling other people bigots or whatever yada 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 it's like very scary to put yourself out there in any kind of real way and not feel like you have to just hide the parts of yourself or hide the thoughts and feelings you have that don't seem 100 percent safe or don't look like they'll be accepted by the larger society and so we have to like enter society or enter the arena as like fractured versions of ourselves because we don't feel safe. And so basically, if everyone doesn't feel safe, then everyone's basically just going to be performing their trauma response to each other rather than, you know, being able to sort of cultivate any kind of authenticity with each other. And like, where does that lead? That basically just leads to everyone sounding like a robot a really uncreative society that like makes no good art or has no real conversations other than just calling each other out and pointing fingers at each other and scapegoating and all of this BS. Um, so in the name of trying to do something different, I guess, um, or in the name of just trying to put something real out there and something, um, authentic you know i don't think that this has to be important or meaningful or even insightful or anything like that i just feel like when i look you know if when i look back on this in a few years or something yeah i'll think it's cringe but not because i was saying all these like trendy talking points and like very much like um hip to the time but because uh it's cringe just because hearing yourself speak is always cringe but at least I'll know it's real. And it was sort of like true to the time. And um, you can't really knock someone for doing that. And um, I think I can be uh, 
pretty cool with that. So, yeah. Anyways, thank you. Thank you.